0: All right. So, um, you're the guy at the CA House that everybody hopes they don't have to come and see, but they thank, thank goodness when they do I, do. I reju-
1: usually get the whole idea, well, my buddy said he could fix it. And I'm like, oh, then, <laughs> then you just shake your head and like, give it to me now.
0: Um, one of the biggest questions I wanted to ask you is, okay. what is a problem you see people bring into you that's common that could be prevented? Where be. they keep their guitars. Where they because keep their guitars.
1: I <laughs> and I and I tell this story all the time. And I go, I go, well, and I don't understand. I kept it in the case. I'm like, all right, let me give you my analogy on the case. I was like, we're sitting around a campfire and you play something I don't like, and I pick up your guitar and throw it in a fire. What happens? And, well it burns. I'm like, okay. I said, same scenario. You play something I don't like. I'm going to pick up your guitar and throw it in the fire. But before I do, you put it in the case and then I throw case and all in the fire. <laughs> he goes, Oh, okay. So, so that's my. There is no insulative property or anything about a case. I'm it's just, there for going yeah, to I'm, being, just gonna hide under here for I'm like, holy. God. God. <laughs> I'm really guilty of that. I have a really bad attack. You that. are not the only one. Trust me. And it's, it, but you know, it's, it happens. And damn. it's, some people can't help where they keep stuff. I mean, and, and the other thing is I'll like, okay, so where do you keep your guitar? Well, oh, in the house. Okay, how about more specific? And they go, well, keep it upstairs. I said, that's not a good place. Yeah. And I was like, heat rises, especially in the wintertime, winter, cold, dry. And then you turn the heat on. I
2: was like, you're going to you're gonna kill a guitar. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, he got on me and my dad got on me. I, I was fortunate because last year we played our last gig and then I had I'd gotten sick and both my electric and my acoustic bass was out in our garage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unheated oh unheated no, garage I, I all and by the time i was able to feel better and i went in and, and i was just like i i might have lost both my guitars and luckily on both guitars they mm-hmm. were off by half a step i got very lucky very too. very very lucky yeah so, i mean because that's usually
1: that's going to be dry and and wood is like your skin it's porous so yeah. if you mm-hmm. haven't got any it your skin is dry it's going to shrink and
2: if it shrinks and the frets don't yeah and there they go yeah. so, so I, had, I luckily i dodged a huge bullet but i i learned i learned the hard lesson <laughs> the easy way i guess uh, you could say learning the hard lessons yes
0: yeah i i tell people all the time that starting out with guitar because i'll probably teach a couple of students and i'll say uh you know, as like cool as it sounds to play around a campfire with your friends, he's you know you get five minutes in, your guitar actually starts sweating. The next morning, oh, yeah. it's going to be unplayable.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's like Gage came in today. Oh, did I know he? Gage has been on the show, and mm-hmm. and uh, he goes, man, I don't know what happened with that last show. That guitar just wouldn't stay in tune at all. I think I was using the heavy picks, and like, well, yeah, but I said you are outside. The guitar is sweating. Like I said, yeah. that thing's going to go every which way. <laughs> right, and like. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's the picks. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it could be, but, you know... Maybe the picks and it's 100% humidity. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, like, I mean, if you're having to, like, you know, bring out your guitar, it's yeah. probably not a good thing. I mean, but... going
0: from a dry AC in his car, you know, going from outside <laughs> oh, yeah. humidity, yeah. but That's we played, um, Toe Tapping Tuesdays down at Wheeling Park, and that was my problem. It was, plus, yeah. I have less Les Paul.
1: Yeah, I ran into that. We, um, the band I play in, Sure Shot, we played, um... Woodsfield, we played them in the Red Theater, uh-huh. and oh yeah, and they had they had the AC in, but it wasn't hooked up yet, and it was sweat so was just porn. I'm like tu- constantly tuning the guitar, just trying to get to stay in. It was a nightmare. Yeah. So.
0: And Shore Shots got some dates so we got th- a ton of dates. so this episode will be coming out Tuesday so this okay. weekend kind of the shows won't be covered
1: but this following yeah this weekend it's we we only have the the one on Friday which is in woodsfield believe it or not it's at the uh woodsfield bfw which we love playing mm-hmm. and uh then I'm in another band called funk Billy that plays Saturday night I'm thinking it's a clear tavern okay so uh two two different bands we get mistaked a lot of times we'll don't you know how to play this? I'm like, well, no, that's the other band. Yeah. Okay, well. But uh, no, I'm having fun in both. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's fun playing live.
1: Oh, yeah. And especially when uh, Shot is like, we don't have a set list. Like, we go by, okay, we're going to go this, this, this. Of course, Gage doesn't do that either. But he no. <laughs> is so- right, yeah. But, I mean, we don't really, I mean... You know, I'm I'm singing ninety percent of everything, so it's just like, okay, what am I going to do next? And then like, boom, 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 mm-hmm. and just and we'll joke in between times. We try to entertain, and it's it it gets sometimes out of hand, but it's all right. It's <laughs> people seem to gravitate towards it. and It's a good time.
0: Are you playing uh, guitar in mm-hmm. both
1: bands? Okay, guitar in both bands. It's it you. It's like it's really weird if you ask me. Like. Three years ago. Well, what are you playing the most? Well, I'm playing bass all the time. Uh The next, well, I'm playing drums a good bit. And like now, it's the last couple years, it's been guitar, guitar, guitar a lot. I played drums last week for Punching Oswald, which was a blast. I love playing with them guys. We had to dodge the the uh, not so friendly skies, but it was it was cool. And, uh, And then I played bass yeah. with you guys like the week before weekend before that. So
0: T-Bone is the number one higher gun of the higher that. <laughs> yes. <hour. yeah. laughs> Speaking of higher gun, then was you tell me about didn't you tell me about a documentary called Higher Guns yeah. where they were talking yeah. about guitar players that would play for pop bands and went on and
2: Yeah, it was um um Jeremy um uh just went blank. He uh was a guitarist for 500 Death Punch, but he played for Mandy Moore and um Oh, what other? Um, Hillary Duff.
1: Oh, yeah. Coach. Yeah. Well, so, it's like uh, um, John 5. Yeah, John yeah. 5 mm-hmm. played with Katie Lang before he even got with, um what would been Rob Zombie after yeah. that. Right. And then the solo stuff and now doing Motley Crue.
2: It's, yeah. It, I, it's, it's an awesome document. i probably watched it three times just because it's entertaining and you pick up mm-hmm. so much stuff that you might have missed on another one and how they just... Yeah. I saw... Um, one back in the day, uh, I kept up with Shrapnel
1: Records, and you'd have all these speed metal players and uh-huh. everything like that. And then it was really freaky, like to see them playing another band because, like, there was a guy named Greg Howe. And the next thing I know, I'm watching TV, and there's Enrique Iglesias and Greg Howe's his guitar player. I'm like, that doesn't sound anything like that. And and Nuno, Nuno's been playing yeah, with mm-hmm. Rihanna and then, Rihanna, and one so it's. Um, but Extreme
2: just put out a new album, didn't they?
1: Yeah, and it is awesome. Is it? It is.
2: I don't know. I think is, I heard like two tracks of it, but you can't go wrong with Nuno. I mean, it's just and he then goes Sh- off the chain. It's Gary's so good. voice is still right there, and it's just it's yeah, it's it's a good one. Yeah, I, like I
1: think it. Gary Sharon is like sixty. I think oh, at least wow, at yeah, least. at least sixty. I
2: kind of felt bad when he when he jumped in after uh, Sammy. Oh yeah, Van Halen because. It, it was, that was just an oil and water kind of thing, but.
1: Well, and then they tried to get him, I think they tried to get him to sing more like Sammy. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, well, Sammy's like gone and like, oh, we get this guy to sing like Sammy. And he tried. It's not his forte. Right. Just let him sing like Gary. It's like, yeah. you know, it'd been better, but.
0: I saw that. um I don't know how true they were, but there was rumors that somebody's going to try to replace Vince Neal. For the rest of like their tours which yeah. i mean
2: how, how, how do you think they posted that anybody yeah anybody by chance know any model crew lyrics please uh, <laughs> i would have thought
0: at this point the band would just ask like do you carefully just do full track on like with vocal yeah. and just yeah. Yeah. shout
2: yeah. at the devil you're hired <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's um, uh, jason hook was a guitar player oh okay from, think of it. It, it okay jason hook is the one and, then the, and the other document, there's so many you guys probably could list too. Um, there's one, it's called um, Sound Studio. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's another. Is it's, that Sound
1: City? Sound City. Sound That's City. it but okay. In, uh,
2: the, the studio where they had the, that Neve console. There were mm-hmm. like okay. three in the world. I saw a preview of that. And didn't Dave Grohl? Dave or Grohl got it, yeah. Yeah. And he took it back to uh, his studio. And I think since then, the Foo Fighters... Naturally, they use that board, but they mm-hmm. still they still record real, real. They don't do anything digital. And well, they and they tried to get other all, mm-hmm. all the people that recorded on that board
1: or something at some point to like do stuff with it. I knew there was. I don't know if it was the same album. It probably was a later album. But there was a, a Foo Fighters had an album called Concrete and Gold, mm-hmm. and I remember they were talking about Dave Grohl, and he says, and out of nowhere, I get a call from Paul McCartney, and like he goes, <laughs> and Paul's like, hey, can I be on your album? And then Dave's like, what am I going to tell him? No. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so he, yeah, come on over. Yeah, we're recording now. Like, so he comes over and he says, uh, he says, uh, oh, oh, is everything ready? Yeah. He said, we're doing this song called, I think it was Sunday Rain. Mm-hmm. And he goes, cool, cool. He said, can I play drums on it? And he goes, what am I going to tell him? No. Yeah. And so. Well, that's how I'm sorry,
2: Taylor. <laughs> so Paul ends up
1: playing drums on it. Taylor ends up singing it and dave plays guitar and everybody else did and it was awesome it sounded like a cross between a beatles
2: and eagles tune it was, huh. it was and on that song, city um they do a jam and with the closing credits going and cigar um McCartney's playing a cigar box guitar and he is just tearing it up i mean it's just it's so cool to watch and it, oh, the, yeah. the song is phenomenal but i'm kind of partial i mean mm. i really like dave Grohl. yeah but.
1: We we were just seeing uh, me and Kevin Brosh Works the story. He's also the Shout drummer. out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> Another yeah, hired gun. Yeah. <laughs> He's also the drummer in Sure Shot. Right. So, um, but me and Kevin were talking, and they were giving the top 25 richest rock stars. Right? And Paul McCartney's won at $1.2 billion. It's just oh, like, yeah. okay. And nobody's like close. Close,
0: yeah. <laughs> <It's>
2: like, <laughs> they did um, a concert on the mall. It was years ago. It was an HBO special, and they recorded on the Mall in DC. Okay. And um, after serving, I was I belonged. It's called IAVA, Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans. Okay. So we were able to get there, and they had kind of like this VIP thing for us. They ate dinner and everything, but we were backstage, and they had like Metallica and Foo Fighters and Zach Brown, and oh, I mean just all these bigs out. Yeah, they right. couldn't do like one or two songs out of everybody now there's there's only one guy that i would never like now I, if he was on fire i wouldn't pee on him but <laughs> everybody was cool but dave grohl was so i mean he went above and beyond he just he oh, shook yeah. everybody's hand and he that's his hometown and i, I just I, I got a lot of respect for him after that point yeah, after yeah. That, but i mean he's to me him and Foo fighters are one of the only bands keeping
1: rock alive at this yeah
0: point, right so. yeah yeah the- there's a funny video I just saw recently of him where a bunch of fans were trying to get him to sign a bunch of autographs and he's like, I know what you're trying to do. You're gonna scalp these, you're gonna go online. So he gives like this speech, he's, like this crowd wise off on signing autographs, and he goes, One more thing. See ya and just tears off <laughs> like behind,
2: behind <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, he's yeah. uh he was like I said, Zach Brown was great. Uh the black keys, those two guys were just the same way. Right. Uh just
1: Yeah, they're Akron. Aren't yeah, Akron? Yeah. I know um, when I play with Punching Oswald, they end up doing one or two of their tunes. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll do Gold on the Ceiling or they'll do uh,
2: Lonely Boy. Yeah. And that's fun. It, it's a lot of yeah, stuff to play. No, I'm going to jump in here with you oh, sure. playing drums. Yeah. Um, I, I was telling Razor the other day, and we talked before we started, I played uh, drums in uh, my dad, Bill Ru and Kevin Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to both of them. I played drums for them. And then... Like, I put it away because I started playing uh, bass with Razor, and at that time it was Matt. and I didn't even, I just pulled the kit out and set it up like last week. Mm-hmm. So we're talking four years, maybe. I set the kit up, walked away from it for four years, and just in case anybody would think, that's not riding a bike. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> no. Sexy and, and, I, and, I, yeah. I sat behind that kit, and I took pride that there was, you know, some, uh, uh, Zeppelin tunes that I knew, you know, religiously. I'd forgot them, and then on top of that, I think I played two songs. I was out of breath. My forearms were cramping. Up. Oh, oh my god! My I Lord. got one. Um, this has been a. I think it's been a couple months
1: ago, but I had a three gig weekend. I was playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I told somebody. I said, "I'm playing three gigs this weekend. Three different places. Three different bands. Three different sets of music. Three different states." <laughs> but two different instruments. And then they go, okay. And so I was, I, I played with Sure Shot on a Friday night. I think I was at um, Golden Ridge Saloon out in mm-hmm. Dallas. And then Saturday I was at Duffy VFW with Funk Billy. Sunday comes along, and I'm in a Vela PA at the bullpen. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm playing from three to seven. I'm playing drums as a sub oh, gig in for Easy Street. And I hadn't played drums in a year, probably. And I go there and it's hot and just like, and I'm trying to, I'm thinking, okay, what are you going to throw out at me? And because they do it every time. Yeah. They they, they say, okay, we're going to do like 35 tunes. They'll give you 50. Right. You're yeah. going to do, you're, they're going to do 30 off the list and then they'll add five that wasn't even there. <laughs> and I know this because I got ready to start playing one and Greg L- Molnar yeah, looks back at me and goes, I know this is number five. I'm like, so... But I remember I got done with that gig and I was, I put my stuff away and I got home and I didn't want to move. And and then I tried to move and got a cramp in this leg and then I was trying to stretch it out then got the cramp in this leg. And I had to get my wife to try to help me up off the floor. She goes, you're just getting too old for this. I'm Listen. like, no. I'm like, I'm fine. So, Thank you. That makes me feel yeah. so much better that it's just <laughs> not me. And dude, like, it's like,
2: what like Started, oh, no. I went to do a fill, and it just cramped up, and I just couldn't. It's like, what, what's going on? It's
1: using I muscles you haven't used. Yeah, it's, it's real good when you, when you get a cramp in the ball, your foot, you're your. I'm like. <laughs> and luckily,
2: I I was telling Razor, I said, hey, I, I think before I set the thing up, I think I want to get a, a, a double bass pedal. If I'd if I'd have tried started to try that, <laughs> I'd have died. I, my wife would have just come down, and found me in the basement. I've been all I'd, I'd look like. I'd, Stephen Hawking would have looked better when he died than when she was, Got a camera when she on me. <laughs> call the squad. Nah, but
1: yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I, I don't. Somebody asked me today. They said, "How is it that you play all these instruments and like you do it like." proficiently enough that you can go and sit in and play. Uh-huh. I said, I have no clue. I was like, <laughs> I just, I just started off doing that. And me personally, whenever somebody gives me, you know, cause you know, gauges is giving right. me stuff, and, and he, and everybody gives me a list of songs. I've got folders on my computer with names of bands. I've got set lists. I've got songs. I've seen those folders <laughs> I've seen, and I've got them in the keys that they do them in. And I've tried to even do the arrangement yeah. because I think I played, I can't remember who it was, but I know I played with, um, I want to say I played with Logan Wojcik. Okay. And they were doing Dixieland Delight, and I had to play the the same song the next night. Key (laughs) Change! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One band did the Key Change, the other band didn't, and it was really (laughs) weird because you know, you're, dun, 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 and then you move up in the key right. and they'd move up in the key. Then the one wouldn't stay there. He'd go right back to the G or whoever yeah. it was. I can't remember what it was. And I'm like, and I had to, you have to be on your game and like try yeah. to write notes and whatever else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you have to be, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know any other way to be cause it's like, cause some people go, well, you know, you've done this before. I'm like, yeah, but if I don't focus on it or whatever you'll lose it yeah. and it's just like so i have to keep
2: doing that well we, i laugh because with with, a, with two by fours when we do the acoustic karaoke okay my dad always does dixieland like yeah and before he starts he looks and says, don't forget the key <laughs> it's like, Yeah. And engage like
0: yeah i'm like i know bill i know, I know. Like,
2: <laughs> um we have
1: the sheet music right here yeah. right well, we got yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like now now it's on a tab but you know yeah and you mm-hmm. hit it and I got a new yeah i've been using a new app now so i got all these lyrics and the and the and the and the uh chords are right there you mm-hmm. go, well why can't
2: you do it without the lyrics i'm like you really want me to try it without the lyrics <laughs> yeah. I'm like no it's one thing if you're playing with you know one band you know the set list mm-hmm. inside of how it's played but like you said like it's, it's yeah it's tough just to, to wing it on. yeah i mean yeah. and
1: with sub gigs or whatever and even in sure shot and stuff we don't do the same thing mm-hmm. all the time and you know at some point, three weeks down the road, we're like, We ain't done this song in a while. I'm like, No, do you remember how to play it? Not sure. Okay, we'll just go on, we'll try it.
0: Yeah, so that was, um, when I filled in for Crazy Horse, I had <laughs> it, maybe you sent me a set list, and then Michael sent me a different set list, and then, um, I get there and they hand me a set list. like a third set list had none of the songs that were the same, and they're like, <laughs> we're probably not going to follow this one. I'm like, I gotcha. <laughs> and like,
1: well, the, then you got Wyatt. Yeah. It, it, like Wyatt, Wyatt is like the little brother I'd never had that <laughs> it bugs me all the time. And he says the same thing to me every time. And he knows this. He goes, Dude, are going to do stranglehold tonight? <laughs> Dude, it's crazy horse. We don't need to do, no, we need to do stranglehold. And then he'll start playing it on the fiddle. And then like, he did that to me one night. We were, shot was playing down at uh, the Alpine. Uh-huh. And, and he comes right up there, dude. You gotta do sure. sure. You gotta do. You gotta do stranglehold, <laughs> and takes off. I'm like, so I end up doing stranglehold to make him happy. And he goes, "I didn't think you'd do it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, here's a question I just came up with: What chart topping band, if you had to fill in for, do you think you would have the best time? As far as like knowing their
1: like out not out now, or of just all
0: time, of all, all time. time. If, if a, at any point in history, if a band called you up and said, we need you for this concert.
1: It, I know this is going to sound somewhat cliche, maybe, but kiss would kiss? probably be my first okay. band that I would think of. Cause that's what I, I mean, I didn't, I, I started getting into them when I was in fourth grade. So it's like, and uh, they were the first, that was the first album I ever bought. Yes, I bought vinyl. So, <laughs> Listen, my first Kiss album that I got was on 8-track, so. <laughs> which which was the first one? Dynasty. See, my first one was Love Gun. Yeah. And then after that, my mom was like, well, that's not too bad, you know. We'll so every time my mom would go away on a vacation, she would bring me back another Kiss album. Nice. So, my so,
2: mine was because my parents did Columbia House where you could get twelve. 12- uh, oh, eight for, tracks for a penny. For, for a penny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they, they picked everything. My dad was like, "What do you want?" And I, I searched through and yeah. and I was like, "Whatever kiss one I can find." <laughs> and it was like this one. I'm like, "I'll take it." And I remember, I'll I still remember hmm. when that showed up and I put that in and played it and played it and then my first vinyl, kiss vinyl was Kiss hmm. Alive. Oh geez,
1: yeah, I yeah my my first vinyl was Love Gun. Um, I think my mom went to Florida like a month after that, and I got dressed to kill. Nice, I loved that album. And then Christmas, she got me alive too. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. It was going right along. Yeah, and I've, I've, Go ahead.
2: I've I've seen them like four times. So I, I think I I think I'm seven or eight times. Which, which which was great. Is yeah. my first really big rock show was a Kiss show. See my first big show that I went and seen when I was a kid
1: was REO Speedwagon, and I saw them at the Wheeling Civic Center. And the (laughs) this will tell you about when it was. The opening band was Survivor, (laughs) as they came out with "Eye of the Tiger." That'll tell you how long. Eighty-three, right? Eighty-two, eighty-three. Eighty-two, eighty-three. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was interesting. Did
2: they they wrote that
1: song
0: for that movie, right? Yeah, for the Rocky movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I saw uh, Kiss at the Syria Mosque. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow. I
1: I remember when they yeah. did the reunion thing and they were put back on the makeup. Because I saw them without the makeup two other times before mm-hmm. that. And I went and seen them twice that year on the makeup. One time was at Pittsburgh Civic Arena and the opening band was Degeneration. And I'm like, okay, that's great, guys. Thank yeah. you. Get on, Go on with yourself. The <laughs> next one was when on, I went and seen them at Wheeling Civic Center. And Power Man 5000 opened up. Okay. I was there. I was at that one. And yeah. I saw that and I ran out and bought the the uh, CD. I think it was Mega Kung Fu Radio. Yeah. And I was exactly. I'm going to go to buy this. Yeah, that's, so.
2: I, I, I saw Kiss. It, we were talking. we talked about that with the axe that used to be at Wheeling. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, so I, was,
1: we were talking about this. My, the first band I saw was uh, REO and was Survivor. I saw REO again there with Richard Marks opening up. Um, I know. Wow. And then one of the ones that really caught me off guard, I went and seen Foreigner back in 84, and the opener was Joe
2: Walsh. Oh, wow. That that one too. Yep. That was awesome. That's I mean, a, that's interesting. Joe Walsh floored yeah. me for sure. And you probably get the same thing from, and we had talked about this, uh, shout out to my, my friend Winston. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just blown away because he was young when, he's like, so like, you remember like when Appetite for Destruction come out? And injustice for all. Oh yeah, and yeah, man. That was, yeah, I was Dude. there when when we went into the National Record Mart and bought the CDs when they yeah. dropped. So yeah, it, it blows their mind. They're like you you were there with, the, with the, yeah. those classic <laughs> bands. Well, they're not that I, classic. ones. I like, laugh when breaks. I laugh when you say
1: that about uh, going out and buying the because my buddy would like, <clears throat> hey man, won't you buy this one? This doesn't sound good. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, buy this one. It ended
2: up being Britney Fox. It wasn't exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. girl girl." school. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I I had that Trickster. I had Trickster. That was
0: the cookie cutter era. Oh Oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. We
2: saw. I saw the Scorpions. Scorpions, Great White, and Trickster at Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh. So you know, like Meatloaf said, two out of three ain't bad so um. (laughs) yeah
1: the shocker for me i was me and a buddy of mine we're kiss fans we were going to go see because ace fraley was opening up and i didn't realize who the opening band the the headliner was and when ace was the opener so we're trying to get there we got lost and then we got there well i think we saw like the last three or four songs whatever so I was like oh we'll stick around for the headliner and i heard and went oh my god it was iron maiden Wow, and it was made during the Seventh Son of the Seventh oh. Son tour, and I lost
2: my mind. I was like, "Why have I not listened to this more?" There's been like, like it's been. I've been fortunate, and the other good thing was, is when I come home from college, yeah. uh, I worked at Starlake Security. Oh yeah, so I got to see like when Hell freezes over. I was in the pit working working security, and <laughs> you know I got to see some fantastic bands and um, like basically got paid to watch him, so i oh, really lucky, really lucky see i haven't got to see I'm, my son still
1: has not seen his first concert ever really he says the first concert i want to see is when i'm in it i'm like okay, okay well. <laughs> but my yeah my son's an artist he's uh he goes by the name b cupid b q p
2: i d Shout out and B-Cupid. B-Cupid. So, and, and, and please don't, nobody call CPS because he hasn't taken his son to a concert yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. criminal.
1: At, at one point, he was really, he was really, well, he was really into Disturbed. Uh-huh. And I wanted to take him in, so that didn't happen. And then I was he was really into Pop Evil. And I was like, I could get balcony seats at the House of Blues or whatever. I'm yeah. Like, and then that didn't happen either. So it's like so I was
2: I was lucky enough for my daughter. It come full circle for me because my first big rock show was Kiss. Oh man. Now, technically she was at concerts, but her first big rock concert we I took her to see Kiss in Cleveland. So minus the Jonas brothers and <laughs> Hannah, Montana, which I, I that doesn't count. Um, yeah, but um yeah, so it was it was just it was great when just to see the look on her face when you know they come out and they start announcing, yeah. you wanted the best, you got the best. Oh yeah! And mm-hmm. Curtain drops, the pyros go off, and oh, yeah. she just lit up like it was her. i because if you're gonna see a concert with all the visuals, oh yeah, day, that's the one. Yeah, but that's you right. know they. Luckily, uh, we'll be around when they do their final reunion tour, which is like it's going to last seven years. I <laughs> <Yes>. um. <laughs>
1: <And> still <so laughs> like
2: nine times we mm-hmm. can see them come through the area. <laughs> so um got
0: any new items at the house we got any new items um how about this question uh-oh if uh steve came up to you tomorrow and said tim you've been such a good worker lately pick any instrument in this place for free to have kazoo <laughs> <laughs> what's a
1: uh,
0: what's oh, when man. you're when you're going through work what's just been staring back at you oh boy t- tempting um
1: you? I'll get into what I I just got not too long ago, but uh, I mean we just started getting Gibson's back in. Yeah, okay, you told so, me about that. So uh, it you know mm. there is a Gibson Gold Top um, that I would love to have. I've, I've always had this thing about. Uh, I mean I've never been a Les Paul player. Uh huh. Um, you I know have. Yes. I've worked on it. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I seen you playing well done like last year. Um, I, we got my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law is in the army. He's like 23 years in now. Oh wow! and, uh, but we got, we got him an Epi Les Paul, um, uh, cherry sunburst. Okay. He's a huge slash fan. He loves slash. Yeah. So, and he, he was was loving it and everything. So my sister decided, you know, I'm going to get you a guitar for an early Christmas present. And there was a used one on the wall and it was an Epi Les Paul traditional pro four. Okay. They only made it one year. And it was this wine red, matte finish, felt really good. You, you know, it. I was like surprised, and I because I never played Les Pauls. The only other Les Paul I ever had, I think I had a Hondo two Les Paul when oh, I was yeah. <laughs> seventeen, and I took my my senior picture with it. So, um, so I get this thing. I have not stopped playing that thing. That thing, really? I've taken it out on every gig. So now um, the Sure Shot does a different tuning, does a half step down than Funk Billy. So I'm like, okay, I got to tune this down here. Okay, now I got to bring it back to work. I tune this, and I got to do the adjustment. Now I'm going uh-huh. back out. So I thought I'm going to just get another guitar. So I got another one, same year, you know, same. But now it's a Pacific Blue. Now I'm trying to like pull stuff off of it and <laughs> try to redo it. <laughs> so, okay, I need to get it better. I need to be more juiced up than the other one. <laughs> so, but uh, no, if if I had to pick one thing, um. I've I've never had a Gibson. I probably would really? take the Gibson I'd probably take the Gold Top. Okay. For sure. When did they start getting Gibbons back in? Oh, let's see. Probably two, three months ago. Two, three months okay. Yeah. It's it's not been very long. Okay. Um, there was the whole COVID thing and um it was hard to get be a dealer and I know a lot of people felt that because they couldn't um there wasn't enough supply for demand. Right so now they got it up to that point now we could get become a dealer again we could get you know all the stuff that we want and 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 they're definitely selling so
0: how good no go ahead i was going to ask uh how bad was the wait during COVID to get because i went in one time i was talking to kevin shout out kevin again he was saying that like we don't know when they're coming in but we do know that they're being made by the masters because they laid off all the journeymen and apprentices right so he said if you can get one it's going to be good quality, but you're going to be waiting.
1: The weight was ridiculous.
0: Really? I mean,
1: I I know at one point, like we carry Martins. Mm-hmm. I know it was, um, what was it, 20, 2021. They said we wouldn't see one till 2023. It, it was absolute craziness. Um, we ended up seeing it a little bit before that, but it, they really wasn't off that much. Yeah. Which is crazy
2: because you would think that it was... Uh, all those companies would try and make their workers essential workers because everybody's home. Mm-hmm. They yeah, they would. The sales would have went through <laughs> the roof because somebody <laughs> would have grabbed a hobby. You you yeah. know
1: what sold the most during COVID? Kazoos. I would love to think so. <laughs> Only one person could play. <laughs> uh, no, the one thing that sold was ukuleles. Really, really? ukuleles sold
2: like huh. hotcakes there. You, we couldn't keep them. I have a hmm. brand new Fender. Um, ukulele um mando just just, yeah i got a brand new fender mandolin still sitting in the case sitting on the book on how to play it <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> hey so, this is how to play it can't wait till i get it out of the box <laughs> yeah it's a, so it's a, yeah I, that that didn't pan out but i mean i i will i will pull it out but hmm. do you i mean i'm sure but um how if i'm sure it's been harder but how hard to have has is like some place like ca house because you saw like everybody else in the area as far as retailers mm-hmm. they just fell by the wayside you guys have been staying strong but yet yeah on the other hand everybody can jump online musicians friends sweetwater and and everything else and how how oh, tough does that make it
1: that for makes, you guys?
2: i mean that's that's
1: basically our main competition is stuff like sweetwater yeah. and musician friends and stuff like that but um the nice part is and you know you try to reiterate that to people it's like any anybody can go buy a car online anymore and it's like well why would you not want to test drive it or something? and and let us try to match price or whatever oh no i'll just order it from whoever and they'll send me like like bit of honey and taffy and whatever with it (laughs) right yeah so but uh no but uh, it's coming around i mean it's it's a lot i mean we were able to stay pretty strong the whole time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, once people go oh, I can get the guitar in my hands and I can and like, oh, this is cool. But then you, you've got ones that come in and they will purposely go and try it out. Then they'll go buy it online. And like, you're missing the point. Yeah. You try it. That one feels good. And then you're going to go get another one. Yeah. Because I ran into that today. Uh, I'm, I mean, I don't remember the guy's name. He brought he bought a guitar at a another store, and uh, in the Pittsburgh area, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he bought he was like looking for. He bought an Epi Les Paul Custom Silverburst. Okay. And um, evidently, from what he told me, he said, "Man, I played this thing. It's it played good and everything." Then they gave me one out of the box. I'm like, "Why didn't you just get the one that you played?" And it's just like. Well no, they were giving me a brand new one out of the box. This was like on the floor. I'm like I mean, yeah. but you liked that one. So he brings it in me and one thing led to another and all the frets were uneven and it's you know, and yeah. now I told him, I said, Maybe you should take this back and, and do so he does. He, he he ends up I think he ended up taking it back and uh end up buying a guitar from us so it's yeah. like <laughs> well it's win-win win for everybody right no, no, especially like you
2: said you know like a lot of musicians know that like when it feels good then that's mm-hmm. it's it, it's it, it's got kind of like there's a mesh there yeah. between mm-hmm. you and that guitar right you and that bass or and it just i i think just people that want to pick up a guitar mm-hmm. and think oh this is I, I yeah I, and it, it's not it and it took me a long time to to find that because yeah same thing uh when I lived in DC, we had this music shop, and it, they were fantastic. It was right outside where we lived. It was called Island Music. So if anybody's around La play to Maryland, they're they're <laughs> really good. Uh, and I got my uh, my fretless electric, and I love that thing. But I've played other fretless, and like you said, you yeah. you know, like I know on that guitar exactly where I got to get right. to hit that note. I pick up another frontless, I might be more towards the neck, more towards It just, but it, it meshed. Like, I yeah. know exactly, mm-hmm. I know where to play I, that guitar.
1: I, I know I've heard this countless times from Roger Hoard. Shout out to Roger Shout, Horde. shout out to Roger <laughs> But Roger too. has always said, the guitar, you don't pick the guitar, the guitar picks you. Yeah. And that is, I mean, there's a lot of truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you go, okay, that looks good. And then you put it in your hands and it's like, that's the one. It's comfortable that I can play on this. This feels just like heart of me mm-hmm. and yeah. then that's and then it's there's time a time to take it home
0: there's always a scene on the harry potter series <laughs> where he goes into a wand shop and the guy puts the wand in his head <laughs> and he goes,
2: oh, like a moment.
0: <laughs>
1: that's it
2: yeah
0: because so. I'm like even when i started playing with matt i think i had a half stack marshall so obviously i can't if you bring this out so like we went in and talked to roger about the sound i needed we talked to him about the set list and the sound and he, he showed me that the 1968 uh, reissue and it's like yeah. You, I couldn't go online, pick out an amp, get it, be like, oh, this is not the sound I want, and send it back in, you know what I mean?
1: one One time I bought a guitar new online, uh-huh. and that was way back in 89, 90. I bought a Carvin. And mm-hmm. that's, I think you've seen my Carvin. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, and I still have it. And it's, it's a little different than anything else I would play now. And it's the only, it's, it's, it's such an, um, an offshoot from everything else I have. It's the only guitar I got with an ebony board. It's the only guitar I got with twenty-four frets. It's the only guitar I got with a trem. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 a total different feel. It's real light. It was it was my you know my shredding guitar for yeah. forever. I played that thing three four nights a week out down Marietta
2: Parkersburg area. So yeah, it got a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. I keep I swing into uh, your place every every. Chance, say, I want to get another uh, electric bass. And same thing, like I walk in, it's just not like nothing's just jumping off the wall saying, right? You know, like you said, where it goes, Mm -hmm. like pick me, and it's just, I, (laughs) I, but you know, I'll get there. But the
1: nice thing is, we got a room just totally dedicated to bass, right?
2: So you just walk in, and then you can maybe hear it go, ah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I walked out, and the one guy that was sitting there, he goes, you know, Naturally, there, well, I shouldn't say that. There was one that went, ah, uh-huh, and, and, you know, it's like twenty nine hundred dollars so. What's well, <laughs> all like that? Yeah. Huh? I, oh. Of yeah. course. It, it, of course. They're oh. going ah. And, uh, and, my wife would be like, oh. uh, but, She didn't make that sound. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, like I said, it just, it, it didn't, I, I just, I, I want to get one, but it's got to be, like, when I see it, I'm like, yeah,
1: that's it. That's Yeah. Everything, all the, the sun, moon, stars have to
2: line up. And right. Yeah.
1: That's, it just has and to be like so, one. like my
2: acoustic is an Ibanez. My electric is Fender. And it's just like, I'm not set to one. Right. Oh, I got,
1: I I know that feeling. Yeah. I, my acoustic is a Dean. Yeah. And uh, I got a, I've got a Fender bass. I've got an LTD guitar. I have an Epiphone. <laughs> now two guitars. Um, so it's like, it's and a carving guitar. So yeah. it's like, I'm. Totally not destined to one company.
2: I had an upright electrical, and it was Dean. Oh, okay. And I love that thing, but um, I traded it to a guy for a digital drum set, which now I'm kicking myself in the hiney. But Mm -hmm. I was trying to self-teach myself how to play drums to go from bass Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. drums, and like, yeah, this will working because I can put headphones on and only everybody just hears me hitting the pads at the yeah. house. I don't drive everybody crazy. No, but... I do have a digital.
1: I have, I have an electronic drum kit, but yeah. I hardly ever play it. It's, yeah. And then I, I always take my acoustic kit out, which is a Ludwig kit, and I've had it for 23 years, 24 years. Sorry. And the
2: only reason I've never gotten uh, an acoustic set is, I and I don't, I, I just ignorance. One, I don't know how to tune them. I I get that it's and it's just and I don't know why that scares the hell out of me to try and figure out how to tune this make sure this type put these little sticker things here and Mm -hmm. but I think if I had like somebody like hey it's not that hard really it isn't Mm -hmm. this you just got to do this and you know and once you learn that but you know it's one of those things where I just Mm -hmm. there's always YouTube. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, yeah, but that's, the thing that's is, what everybody it's, it's, tells me. You yeah, know.
2: the same thing is, is like you know, when you have somebody like for you that plays an acoustic set for mm-hmm. this long, you know, mm-hmm. hey, this is what you, need. you really. And I can go on YouTube. He was like, "Yeah, just put it in, and it might be, it might be way off." And mm-hmm. I, I just, I, yeah. So yeah, just being afraid. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have a, a full acoustic set.
1: But. Mine, mine. It's that's the crazy thing about if if I'm playing guitar or drums. I mean, or guitar or bass or even keys i can practice you know i I, you know either headphones or whatever i'm just mm-hmm. sitting there low volume whatever drums awful hard to practice i can't yeah. fit them in my living room and they're too loud and the neighbors would complain and i would get phone calls and, so.
2: <laughs> and i was even looking at one of the like the little pads like you see jason bottom plays it, yeah and yeah. I was thinking, like, when we do 2 by 4s if there's a song that has, like, more drums than <clears> anything, I know you're playing bass and kick, and I mm-hmm. can just kind of add yeah. it to it. Yeah. But same thing, I have no idea what I'm looking for. I go yeah. online, and they were, you give me the top 10. I can go to 10 it, different sites, and I'm going to yeah. see 100 different pads. It's, it's yeah. probably
1: the one I think he uses, or the one I see, is the Octopad. Yeah. I see Roland has an Octopad. They, they've been ha- they've had that for years, so it's it's not depreciated in value or anything. So it's, it's still a good thing.
0: So how can I keep my damn G string on the <laughs> Les Paul in tune?
1: <laughs> and let's, <laughs> we have, we had an old uh, Gibson rep and he goes, you guys need anything else or anything? I'm like, yeah, can you get them to cut the G string <laughs> slot right on the nut? And like, he just looks at me shake and walks. <laughs> So at one point they were putting out specs on what the G slots were cut at. Uh-huh. And when I got to the G, it said 15,000s. I'm like 15,000s. I'm like like a a 9 set has a 16 and a 10 uh-huh. has a 70. There isn't anything unless you're going down to 8s and you're BB King or or your Billy Gibbons. Yeah. So it's like so you know, it's a matter of there uh, it, uh, most of the times I would say it's a matter of just cutting the slot right. And yeah. just, but it will wear, but everything. I have seen, and I think I put one on gauges. Les Paul, is that string butler. The butler, yeah. I, I've i been kind of thinking about getting one of those mm-hmm. and doing that because I'm thinking that wouldn't, because the, the strings would come straight down and yeah. they wouldn't wear into the nut slots at an mm-hmm. angle and it, it might work out better. So I've, I've been thinking about that too, so yeah. I can see the
2: the idea of that one. I know you took care of my dad's Epiphone. Cause it, like every gig he had, he was busting the G string, and it was. Yeah. And he brought it down to you, and I, now it, it it's like yeah. butter. But uh, yeah, it's you talk so- about <laughs> busted strings, it
1: reminds me. You know who Paul Shear is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Paul. Paul's uh, Paul's been playing forever around, and uh, there was one night I ended up at uh, Undo's at the time in Elm Grove. Okay. And before that, like a couple three days before that, he came come into the shop and. He has an old area pro two guitar. And he says, I keep breaking the, the string all the time. And I'm like, I'm like, Paul, I said, look at these saddles. I said, they're all ate up. And I said, you need to change them. Yeah. And at the time, you know, where graph tech saddles were out, but I said, that would I said, you just need to change the saddles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll try to get around to it and everything. So, like, fast forward two, three nights later, he's playing with his three-piece band at Undo's. I'm in the back like, in the dark, like, far away from the stage. And third song in, he breaks a string. And the bass player, which is the bass player in Sure Shot, Chris. Shout out to Chris. Fails. Shout out Chris. And uh, <laughs> so he goes, yeah, I seen you broke another string. And and Paul goes, yeah, I just don't understand everything. And I yell out from the back, if you change the damn saddles, <laughs> you wouldn't have this problem." He goes, T-Bone? <laughs> so...
2: You're like I know a guy who can do that for you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was like I know somebody. So, but uh, he he, you know, it's like anybody else. Ever, you know, you'll you'll learn. You yeah, know, it, so. it's it happens.
0: One of the first times you filled in in a band I was playing, I think it was Matt at Dot Fest.
1: Dot Fest, I played drums. Yeah,
0: upstairs at River City, and it was yeah. funny because I panicked because I was it might have been ten minutes before we went on. I panicked because I go into my case and I'm like. I packed the wrong SG. I have an Epiphone that I usually use. And then I just had like a silver tone, like from years ago, I pick up a silver tone. I'm like, Oh no, this isn't the electronics is bad on this. And he, Tim goes, I got my solder kit. We got 10 minutes. Let's yeah. do this yeah. before we even got on stage. Like, if, not, yeah.
2: So that's what it's like to have a traveling guitar. T- yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to experience it firsthand.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, convince Gage we need a higher guitar because 'cause I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to play more uh, acoustic and more slide. I'm like, you know, okay. I've,
1: I've seen you at the last gig play more acoustic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um he's getting so much better at leads. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's I mean he switched that telly. It's given him that Paisley sound and yeah. He's real comfortable with solos now. I'm like, let me be the acoustic in the background. But what I want to do is add a lot more slide to it. I'm like, if we just had a tech that could switch to like open D open G open E for me, like in between songs, <laughs>
1: it's just hand me the guitar and there you go. Yeah. That's, that's like nights I go to play out and I'll be like, man, if I only had a tech,
2: <laughs> 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 Kevin will look at me.
1: I'm like, okay.
2: Listen, I, and I, I envy both of you guys get, cause you, um, you guys get to play multiple bands on your, you're playing live and it's, uh, I, I i love to see it especially now that um uh thanks to doug boston and rager mm-hmm. more so rager because we're together a lot but when i when we first started playing he'd say names and i have no idea who mm-hmm. these people were now that i'm putting faces and names and hearing the stories and <laughs> yeah it's just like me, me and doug have known
1: each other for years yeah i mean i was playing in a band called adina uh playing drums for them um Probably in 95, 96. And we end up practicing Doug's. I played on drum, Doug's drum set. I remember that. And it had like oh, the Confederate flags. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like you, Am I playing on this? Like, well, yeah, it'll, it'll play. It'll be fine. I'm like, Okay. So, now, where are we playing this? Where, where are we playing this at? I'm not dragging this out. You forget it. I don't know.
0: What uh, genre do you like playing? Like, if you had shoes? Oh, man.
1: Um, uh, gosh it, I think sometimes it depends on the instrument um, okay, yeah guitar I, I I love playing rock stuff mm-hmm. uh, and I played in metal and you know played metal stuff drums um my gosh uh, drums probably rock country stuff is great love train beats mm-hmm. uh bass funk stuff soul stuff that because there's a lot of a lot of running bass stuff yeah. it's it's a it's a blast. So, yeah, I mean, it just, it is what it is. It just, it, um, this'll be a stupid thing. I'll throw this out real quick, but I played with Matt and it ended up being one of the biggest gigs I ever played at Uh huh. and it was at stage A.E. in Pittsburgh. Okay. And we were opened up for David Nail and of all the stupid things, I played keys that night. Oh, really? Yeah, I know The And it was the the same day they had the, I think it was Florida state versus Pitt. So there were like thousands of people oh, there. Oh, man. And here I am playing keys. I'm like, mm. okay. And then got done. And then David Nail comes up and it started raining. So sorry, David. We- <laughs> yeah.
0: Same thing happened to us at uh, Hartford County Fair. We were opening up for Frankie Ballard. And it was a big, like, torrential <clears throat> downpour, ruined. Like, I think it was 30 grand worth of equipment oh, geez. Yeah, at Hartford County Fair. Wow. And then I felt bad for him because as we were done, he was on a different stage. He came out on our stage to apologize. Boo! Just because he had to cancel, I'm like, oh, so mean. What do you want him to do?
2: Yeah, that's that's tough. And uh, I know, like I said, one thing. It's it's sometimes it's it's not about like what you play, but who you play with. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, I played with uh, my dad and one of his best friends, Gary McClish, who who who's passed and. Uh, and then I played with him and uh, Reflections, and um and it was folk, and then it was kind of like 50s, 60s kind of mm-hmm. gumdrop kind of stuff, which, as a drummer, is mind-numbing. <laughs> <laughs> However, I got to jam with my dad. And well, it's, that's... That's, that's one of the coolest, like I said, it was mm-hmm. just, there'd be times I'd be back and it just simple. Yeah. And I try to throw a thing in and it was just like, but okay. yeah, it was, uh, it definitely wasn't my music, but yeah. every, every time when I get frustrated or bored, I look up and I'm like, how many, how many guys could say that?
1: Like, yeah. That's, see, my dad never played music. He yeah. didn't play any instruments or anything like that. My dad loved music. And, uh, the one thing I remember, um, you know, having that connection with my dad was, um, at one point CA house had a CA house show yeah and uh, we played at the town gate and uh awesome show we were everybody was it was like all for one one for all right mm-hmm. we did two sets um had an intermission in between time place was packed my dad was there when my dad my dad didn't ever come see me play a whole lot um, uh-huh. so it was interesting and it happened to be um the week before that um kevin comes up and says hey i'm not playing drums on anything can i play drums on something i'm like I guess. I mean we are pretty much set in stone, but yeah. you know what do you want to do? And I, I told Raj, I said, You know Salton's a swing. And he said, Yeah, I played it several times. I said, Okay. I said, Kev, you go play drums. I'm gonna come out front and I'm gonna play guitar. Uh-huh. and I'm gonna sing it. My dad, uh my dad is a huge dire straits fan and Sultan's Swing is probably his favorite. That tune might of be all my, time. that
0: might be my favorite tune as well.
1: So that was nervous enough. So I get up there and we switched around and everything. And I go up to the microphone and I see my dad and I look at him and I said, listen, don't heckle me. And <laughs> he, he just looked at me and went like which I mean, that was his way of telling me, don't screw this up. Yeah. So, but that, that was a blast. He, he said, yeah, it sounded pretty good, which
2: getting that to come up from my
1: dad, that was yeah. a pretty big yeah. deal. So. And, and
2: like I said, my, my, my bass and music, I mean, my, it, comes from my dad and mm-hmm. uh the bands that he was in and playing and just growing up it was if it has strings my dad can play it. He played mm-hmm. five string, he played bass, which he absolutely despises my fretless. Uh <laughs> he said, don't ever hand me that thing ever again. Uh but um I remember when I was younger, uh my mom bought him a banjo for Christmas and he had on vinyl how to play the banjo. <laughs> I just knew that I never wanted to play the banjo in my life. <laughs> but he, he, like I said, he he's, he's, hes I mean, my love of music definitely comes from him, that household, because it was always, I don't care where we were at, what we were doing, that radio was always up if my mom had it on, my dad playing. And, and even now, when we do acoustic karaoke, or when I was playing with Matter, if I was in band... He'd be there every time, and like yeah. I said, it, that's that's just I, mm. that's cool. Like I said, in all the times that I can say that I got to jam with my yeah. old man.
1: Now my my mom, my mom would come out and see me a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. She was always happy. What are you gonna play tonight? I'm like, I don't know, mom. I, we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. We're like, <laughs> well, I bet it's good.
2: I'm like, okay, yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> and it, like I said, it's it's because I see his family come out and they get excited, and it's yeah. just it, it's, it's just you know it's. Like I said, sometimes it's not what you're playing; it's who you're playing for, for. or with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes all the difference. In yeah, the world. I've I'm...
1: I've been fortunate to. Yeah, my gosh, I've been playing for out front for 40, 40 years, so I've had a chance to play with a lot of really cool people, doing a lot of really cool music, and that I never thought I would ever do. So and that's yeah. it's
0: such a big thing, like the difference between like we we're talking about earlier, like CA House, and then like an online music store is like I need to see. Other professional musicians, when I'm getting equipment and talking about mm-hmm. music, I want to go in and see like where you guys are playing at, where everybody's gigging at. I yeah. want to if I want to buy something, I want to have Roger, whoever,
1: like you know, help me out to pick it. And yeah, I mean, we all like you know talk to each other. Hey, have you played this song before? Yeah. How did mm-hmm. it go over? Hey, what did you do in the second verse? I mean, like, like yeah. it, that that happens. I mean, yeah. and we we were talking about the song uh, by John Mayer, uh, "Waiting for the World to Change." Yeah, and there's that middle part in there, and it's just such a weird thing, and it's hard to get a grasp on what everything is like. The notes are revolving around, and it's, it's a really weird feel. And then it uh-huh. comes out of it, and then you're back in the groove. And mm-hmm. I wanted to go see
2: Dead and Company when they come through. I wanted to go so bad, and <laughs> we we've, we've talked about this. And my wife is—I've been like, "You want to go see the Grateful Dead?" She was like, "Not really." <laughs> <laughs> But if you want to go, I'll go. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I, no. it's. It, I know it's not the dead, but in even a, a friend of mine was like, yeah, but they got John Mayer playing. I'm like, he's a phenomenal guitar. Yeah. Like it, that's not a that's not a that's not a, no, man. it's not. John yeah Mayer playing just because you know he had a couple of pop hits. It wasn't like your wasn't, wasn't Bruce, team, but... was Bruce Hornsby playing with him too? No, I don't think on. I don't think he was there in Pittsburgh. <sighs> man, I man that would have been he might have picked up some gigs on the route but i know he wasn't playing it it Mm. up there but uh i i got to see the dead with you know jerry years ago and so that's you know it's like we talked earlier i've seen so many great bands Mm -hmm. original lineups sometimes not but i mean it's just i i've been so fortunate and for as much Mm -hmm. as i love music and it's uh and this area is huge for it. I, I yeah. don't think people really yeah. realize how, how big. Yeah, I mean, or how, well, I mean, how big it used to be, too.
1: I mean, there, I'm. we were talking the other day about how many bars there were, like, just in that just one that stretch, street, just yeah. right down Main Street. Yeah, we, and you um, were playing. A mm-hmm. friend of
2: mine, Eric, and I, we come down, and we were seeing, I don't even remember the name of the bar. Peter Chris was playing in this bar.
1: Um, I remember that. Um because he was promoting his new solo album.
2: Yeah, it was just some um, little hole in the wall bar. Really. But it wasn't it wasn't the down under. I think it was. I think now that you said that, <laughs> that rings a bell. It, but I, 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 I will, down will down tell under. you this. That was the one time where I I, I, I and if uh Peter, Peter Chris is listening, um I'm still mad. <laughs> uh, anyway. uh, I'll tag him. I'll put a little hole in the wall uh bar. We go there and a a friend of mine, uh Shout out to Dave McFerrin. He, a big, big music fan. Uh, got me into a lot of stuff uh, through high school and stuff. And uh, So we shoot down there and we see him. And uh, we're like, oh, we'll go around back, catch him as he comes out. No. Dave and I go around back. It's literally Dave and I in a limo. That's it. Guy opens the door, sees me and Dave standing there, slams the door. Yeah. They open it up. Peter's got a coat over his head. Runs down steps and gets in the limo. Did, did we know what you look like now? And we're like, <laughs> we look at each other like. And a guy opens up the sunroof. He goes, "Do you want him to sign something?" We're good. And thanks. Yeah, you uh, couldn't. You couldn't stop and say, yeah. "Hey, thanks for cotton." No, he had run down there. Cody yeah. was head like he like he was fighting through like the Beatles in their their height when yeah. they played you know Shea Stadium for two guys with bad mullets standing in the parking <laughs> lot of the Down Under and Wheeling. And I was just like, no, nah, nah, that's...
1: What was the best show you ever seen? Like, with like, with opener and headliner together? Hmm. I'm just curious, because I know who I would say. Who would you me. say? I, I went and seen, in Pittsburgh, I went and seen Rush and Mr. Big. Oh, okay. Open, and that was completely... Awesome, and I'm praying to God, Mr. Big comes around on because they're doing the Big Finish tour, and I like want to see them like play original lineup. They they have everybody. Billy but, on bass, but Billy's on bass. Paul's on guitar, uh, Eric, but the drummer Pat Torpy passed away yeah. here a few years. So, they've got they've got one of my favorite drummers to play. The guy, his name is Nick Virgilio. I don't know if you know him. He works for so. Sweetwater a lot of times. He's, he lives in Indiana. But he was, I know years ago, he was Tears for Fears as a drummer. He oh, okay, was the yeah. drummer for the band Spock's Beard. Um, yeah. He's also for another band I list to called Big Big Train. Um, um, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal drummer and can sing. That's yeah. And that's... They say this is the guy we need to get, and they got him. It sounds—I've heard some preliminary stuff. It sounds awesome. What was it? What would be yours?
0: Um, I—I I was really impressed when I saw—I saw Metallica' Death Magnetic tour. Lame God and Gojira opened up for them. It was a really good metal show. Also, Iron Tin also opened up for Red Hot Chili Peppers. That might be, performance-wise, but if we're talking like the biggest like crowd participation like the most bumping music i was in vegas when damian marley was partying when he came out a song with skrillex and i'll tell you what the, the wow. <laughs>
2: that's, <laughs> that's
0: different <laughs> as far as like a party atmosphere it was wild i never seen anything like it
2: wow um first thing is uh um... I, you know, uh, Monsters Rock, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and it was Faith No More. Three River Stadium was mm-hmm. we were oh, down on the floor. you always talk about that. That was great. But I probably would say um, Hell is Over, the Eagles.
0: Oh wow! Uh, yeah, acoustic.
2: Yeah, yeah. That that show was. I mean, it was just. And they were there. But and like I said, I was fortunate. I was I worked quote unquote worked there. Uh, but I saw both shows back to back. And. So I literally up paid to see them, but they were they were fan just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's that's probably the one I'm really gonna go with. Now, like I said, there was Kiss shows that were fantastic, oh, yeah. just to see the Eagles after they broke up, and you know they they had Don Felder there and everybody, mm-hmm. and it was just it. Yeah, that was I'd yeah. say the Eagles. Held yeah, I think all
1: four times I went to Kiss, there was a different. Different opener, yeah. I think Ken yeah. Nugent opened up one which was awesome, yeah. Uh, Kicks. yeah, they opened up, they were great. Why,
2: yeah, what was uh, Blow My Fuse? Was yeah, a yeah. Big mm-hmm. album. yeah,
1: it was killer. They were it was supposed to be uh, King Cobra, which was oh, wow. a Carmine <laughs> oh. Apices or Apice, depending yeah. on who you mm-hmm. talk to. Yeah. Uh, it was his band that was supposed to play, and they couldn't make it or canceled or whatever and they brought in kicks and kicks
2: was great they were great live so I'd I, I seen i would seen great white like four, three or four times and mm-hmm. uh, thanks to like I said my friend Dave McFerrin he was uh, friends with the drummer Audie Desbro so we get you know we'd be backstage and stuff and it was uh, I you know uh, Jack Russell and you know um, they, they, they put on it they put on a good show but yeah I I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, if, if, I had to say, and all will be all one show. I'd say Eagles. Yeah. It.
1: That when you said great white, I mean, I just, um, do <laughs> you, you remember the whole deal with great white and the, and the club caught on fire? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was in tongue in cheek at the time. Yes, I was in tongue in cheek <laughs> and it, I, I was in there and they were opening for uh, Jack Russell at okay. the steel mill. Uh huh. And because
2: now there, what there's great white and there's Jack Russell's great white, right? Yeah.
1: So Jack Russell was doing a a solo thing. I think he had maybe another guitar player with him, but it was doing. So we get up there and we play, and then the sound man at some point before Jack Russell gets up there starts playing "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Billy (laughs) Joel, (laughs) and I just went, "Oh man!" Like yes, and and Eric Dulick is that going? Dude, you gotta stop. You can that. So,
2: I was like, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> and, you know, he's like, oh, they'll think it's funny.
0: Yeah. The steel mill had some cool, uh, like 80s. I remember they had a uh, Kip Winger come.
1: I played, yeah, time. I was on stage with Kip oh, yeah. I, at one time. I played bass, which is scary enough because that's Kip's instrument yeah. so yeah. you're playing bass trying to play 17 and easy come easy go and he's just like oh he's like looking at you I'm Could like,
2: you imagine if you tried to release 17 today
1: you'd go to oh, jail yeah. like, <laughs> like, yeah.
2: like christine 16 yeah. from kiss but yeah that, that, doesn't, that like... doesn't scream grooming i don't <laughs> <know about laughs> we,
1: we talked about the song by benny mardonis i'll take you into the
2: night she's just 16 years old Uh-oh. yeah oh, <laughs> yeah yeah, back that up, man. That's that's a felony. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's not. I like pina coladas. That's uh, <laughs> when, um, That's six. To, that's six to ten minimum.
1: Yes, when, with a sharing a cell with a, a big four hundred <laughs> named Puddin. Yeah, you're not having. When hmm.
0: uh, when Kip came to the steel mill, my buddy is a Belmont County Sheriff and pulled him over for speeding. And he pulled the. Do you know who I am? I was like, I just graduated college. I do not. No, Sorry. I don't know
2: who. Who Kip? What?
1: <laughs> and and Kip's just like
2: he's like five foot six or something. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a real short guy. Yeah. So, but yeah, well, like I said, it's and it's good to see. Like we like, hopefully the uh, Civic Center or Civic Arena or what West Banco, yeah, Arena, whatever we're calling it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's always going to be Wheeling Civic Center. Sooner. Like it's always going to be Starlight, um, right? But it's good to see that they are starting to get
1: starting Something to bring nice. some action yeah. in there and try to get the interest back in. It'd be nice if they'd, and, and I hate to say this, but it would be nice if they'd get that mess cleaned up. Yeah.
2: And really. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm Is hoping, it, I think once they get that,
1: you know, yeah. war zone cleaned up. That'll be cool. Because I don't know how people are even getting to see anything at the Capitol. Right, yeah. And
2: I'm just like, but mm-hmm. you know, hopefully they get everything straightened around, and yeah, and yeah. that'll be cool. I know we, we, my wife and I took my mom to <sighs> see Travis Tritt down there, and he just, it was him, mm-hmm. stage, and acoustic guitar, and it was, it, it was great, it mm-hmm. was a great show, I, I, you know, I've been a fan of Travis trip, but, you know, until you see them like that, mm-hmm. on their own, just them, and you actually see yeah. how talented right. that they really are, it just, it, mm-hmm. a lot of respect, a lot of respect, yeah. them, so.
0: Hopefully everything lifts, and people see the businesses coming in, and hopefully yeah. jump on it too, and it'd be nice, Could you imagine if there was like a strip like Nashville right down wheeling you could see. Like Go bar to bar, bar to oh, bar, yeah. like in the window, see your that buddies and awesome. bands playing. I mean, yeah. and
1: that's kind of the way it used to be. Yeah, know, and and then somewhere along the lines, it just yeah. it didn't didn't stay that way.
2: So, well, like like you said, and we've we've had people sitting in here that are talking about you know they're going to open this place, they're going to open this place, and this is coming, and this is coming, and you know it might be five years, but it's I I'm like you, I don't think that's far off to say that. no, not really. It could, be, really. Like, it could mm-hmm. be like uh, you know you know nashville junior where you're just walking out and you're right no when every year it could
0: be one or two businesses yeah. that, like yeah. coming in Josh and
2: playing as, a solo set
1: here you could have and, you know and as much history year. as wheeling has with the music yeah. industry yeah. i mean mm-hmm. geez, it should be it it's like a no-brainer it's right like it just happened
2: yeah so hopefully that it and i think it i really do really think it's going to take off that yeah. way. it'd be great to see mm-hmm. it would be great to see especially like we had uh Louis the Thirteenth. In here, you could have one club that's doing hip hop and DJ, and mm-hmm. you could down and see oh, a yeah. solo act like Josh, or you could go down and you'd see, um, you know, um, uh, Gage playing. Or yeah. you could see,
0: or you, you could see Shore Shot and Funk Billy. Yeah, yeah, you could see
2: that. <laughs> you know, it's gonna suck for you if they're both playing the same night. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be jumping
1: back. And forth.
0: Hey,
2: can you take a break while I'm playing street, with this? Yeah, level level? Let, let me Wait, know. I'll, I'll, if, if I don't creep up, I'll pick up drums or I'll put <laughs> play bass on them. Just let um. me know.
0: So, before we let you go, do you want to plug those dates? It'd be Um, this coming weekend, the next one. Well, let's see. This
1: weekend um, is uh, Friday night is uh, Sure Shot at Woodsfield BFW. Funk Billy is at Claire Tavern. Um, Let's see. Next week. Boy, I have to look. Because next week, I know I'm playing Saturday and Sunday. Um, Yeah. um, Saturday is Sure Shot at El Grand Patron. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're like... Probably the f- one band that maybe could fit in El Grand Patron. <laughs> and it's an awesome time. We love playing there. And then Sunday, they're having a Sunday fun day at uh, Duffy VFW okay. down near Sardis. And that'll be Funk Billy playing there. Um, yeah, just uh, go to Chris Fales' uh, Facebook page. He's got both bands out there. Um, and he's got the, all the scheduling. So
0: Look, a sure shot and Funk Billy with Chris Fales. Mm, Check them uh, where they're at.
2: 10th Street Tavern, when this drops, we will be playing next that Friday at the Black Sheep. Yeah, two-by-fours. Two-by-fours yeah. will be playing at the Black Sheep on, what is that, the 25th? Last
0: Friday of the Last month. Last
2: Friday of the month, so uh, Acoustic Karaoke. Mm-hmm. So we're, we'll be playing there. love playing drops, Black so. Sheep. Black Sheep's awesome. We oh, yeah. yeah. It is. It's a good time. Especially, like, it's slow when we start. Mm-hmm. And then once the bottles of wine start flowing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When <laughs> they start flowing like the Salmon of Capistrano, they, you know, <laughs> then you get people up there and you just, and plus, we'll get to see uh, your brother's home. Yeah. So we'll get him on pair. stage. and mm-hmm.
0: The amount of stories I have from fans of ours that come that are primarily beer
2: drinkers when they come to the black sheep oh. and they start getting a couple of bottles of Bonnie in. oh, oh. Yeah. And that's what we try to tell people. Again, if you're going to come see us next Friday, get there early, drink your first bottle of wine. So by the time we start playing, mm-hmm. you'll get a loosey really yes. goosey and, yes. and loosey <laughs> goosey. Then you can go up there and sing quiet riot and mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to mm-hmm. sing, but yeah. yeah but... <laughs> <laughs> and, and in the
0: meantime, if your guitar breaks, if you need a repair quick, come see this guy C.A. House. Absolutely, yeah. Tim, thank you for coming and talking yeah, to man, us. I really appreciate welcome.
2: it. We're we'll we'll to do this again. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, really that. cool. So, good.